we got David Show now. Of course, you may all know him, of course, from the Trump impeachment proceedings. He was the president there, uh, the attorney guiding the president in that major case. And he joins us now here on the special edition of Sid and Friends. Uh, David, thank you for joining us. What is your reaction, first off, uh, to brag yesterday and, and just this juxtaposition that John and I were just talking about that Alvin Bragg was, again, sort of bumping down a felony on this guy with 90 busts to misdemeanor. At the same time, he's creating a misdemeanor and certainly 34 felony counts against Trump. I'll give you two reactions quick. First of all, thanks very much for having me. One is, on the subject of Bragg being soft on crime, right now I represent a young man named Joseph Borgen, who was a Jewish kid, brutally attacked and beaten almost to death in Times Square because he went to celebrate an Israel Day parade. It's all on videotape. Right now, the people involved were charged with hate crimes. However, Bragg has intervened and now offered deals like six months. uh, He offered six months to a guy who said he would do it again if he had a chance. Um, So that's another example of how he is uh, with real cases. But in and and case, again, David, what did he do? This the, your client again, just so people understand. My client was walking down the street, but he happened to be wearing a yarmulke, showing that he was Jewish. All of a sudden, he was surrounded by a group from Brooklyn, Staten Island, and they beat him almost to death with weapons and otherwise. All captured on videotape. There's not a question of whether they can make this tape. They have texts from some of them. They have the guy afterwards who, after he was arrested, saying he would do it again, and they're offering essentially six months to that guy. And uh, now they've just arrested another person, but just sweetheart deals. And when he defended in the newspaper, he said, well, you know, they're short on manpower. And, well, you know, we think the guys have learned their lessons. My guy has permanent injuries. There's no lesson for him to learn. What's the lesson? Don't walk down the store, the street showing that you're Jewish. That's an unbelievable. And and at the time, so they're saying we didn't really have enough manpower. We got to reduce on yep. this guy, this violent uh, group of guys who beat up a Jewish guy, I remember this case. Yep. And you're representing the guy who was obviously beat up by this crowd. And Bragg said he doesn't have the resources, basically. So that's why they reduced it from a felt they're reducing it and giving them sweetheart deals. And meanwhile, they're spending, as we just talked about, maybe $200 million on oh, Trump. 200 is a lot. But well, they're saying from beginning to end. They're saying from beginning to end with security, John, and everything else. Isn't that amazing? Well, so I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my could other be reaction. inflated, but idea. that's what they're saying. Yeah. I'll tell you my other reaction to this idea about, you know, making it into a felony and all that. First of all, it's the most convoluted theory I've ever come across in 38 years of practicing criminal law. But secondly, you know, all of the guidelines, the ABA standards on prosecution and so on, say take into account other considerations, fallout from a case and so on. This is not the kind of case you bring against a former president of the United States. It's been passed on by the federal authorities because of credibility issues and otherwise. Um, This isn't a case to bring. But it's even worse than turning a misdemeanor into felony or creating a misdemeanor. We don't even know from the indictment what it is he's supposed to have done. The way this charge runs is under 175.05 of the New York Penal Law, it's a misdemeanor to falsify business records. And then under 175.10, that becomes a felony if they show the person had the intent to falsify business records with the intent to conceal or commit another crime. So that's basically the language they tracked in the indictment, but they don't tell you what that other crime was. They have a statement of facts that the DA drew up that says, well, maybe taxes, maybe campaign contributions and all that. 
The defendant has to know what he's charged with. There are completely different defenses if he's charged with concealing a tax crime or a campaign crime. Was it a federal crime that maybe Bragg doesn't even have jurisdiction over? All of these things, it's impossible to defend. The Constitution doesn't permit this. It's a violation of the Fifth and Sixth Amendments. And you can say, well, he can file a document asking for more specificity, but he was entitled to know what the grand jury thought he committed. And we have no idea from reading this indictment. Nobody could. Yeah, so how do you defend somebody like that? I mean, you've defended uh, President Trump in the past. Uh, If you were on his team right now, how would you defend this? Well, you file a motion to dismiss on a number of grounds. First of all, statute of limitations, but challenging this indictment. The indictment's deficient. We don't know what the grand jury actually charged. It's a matter of due process. You can't defend against it. Um, And uh, I think you'll file other motions, too. I think you must file a motion immediately to disqualify Bragg and dismiss the indictment based on his office's involvement. Bragg, as you mentioned earlier, ran on a campaign of getting Donald Trump on January 15, 2021, He gave a speech in which he said, whoever has this job, is he going to convict Donald Trump? What are you talking about? You can't be a district attorney running for office talking about convicting a citizen who's never even been charged with a crime. That's outrageous. So he's got a clear conflict. He should be disqualified. The indictment should go out for that reason. And then I think you file a motion to recuse the judge also. Um, This judge was assigned to the Trump Organization case, the Bannon case, and now this case. I don't believe in coincidences. Hey, by the way, is it true that uh, the judge's daughter works for the uh, uh, Michelle Obama? I, you know, I've read several things about this, that she worked for Schiff's campaign. I really don't know anything about that. I think, I think if any of it is true, he's got an obligation to disclose it, and then they can deal with the facts, whether it shows bias or not. You know? Yeah, and, and there was like a tweet that came out also recently um, – uh, tied to, I think it was the judge's wife, and then she took it off. I mean, there are all these different allegations out there that certainly are avenues to explore if I were on his defense team, don't you think, David? Absolutely, and the public has a right to know. This is a case of great public interest. Um, we have to make sure the public is aware of every proceeding in this case. You know, this is one court that doesn't even allow electronic filing anymore. So people file paper copies. There was a big problem in the original Trump Organization case. The news organizations complained that this judge would keep the file in his chambers. He would have proceedings that they didn't get notice about and all of that. We can't have that. This is a pu- the right. The public has a right to a public trial. The media does. And the defendant has a right to a public trial. So we've got to be very careful here. But it looks like judge shopping to me, and there's a historic practice in this DA's office, the only one in the state that did this. They have a practice in which they would pick a judge to supervise a grand jury and then keep that judge on the case. So they pick whichever judge they think is most favorable. So it was challenged by a group of lawyers and the bar in uh, by the New York City bar in 2002, and they lost that case. But a federal judge has said about it, this really creates the appearance of, imp- of, imp- of partiality and shouldn't be allowed. And the DA's office promised back then to stop the practice. It looks like that's what's going on again. But in any event, it needs to be explored. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we just have a few seconds left. Uh, David Schoen, a former Trump impeachment attorney. Uh, big picture, uh, where are we headed? Um, we were just talking about sort of the timetable and how this is right up against, you know, it looks like if it goes to trial. And, of course, uh, the current Trump team hopes it doesn't go there. Uh, But it looks like it's going to be in the thick of the primary season. I mean, he's running for president. He's the leading candidate. Yeah. Like I said, I don't believe in coincidences. (laughs) I think uh, I think that was by design also. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where it's going. I think this motions practice is going to have to really be fleshed out. I don't have a great deal of confidence that this judge would, you know, rule in favor of the defense. But I hope he would if if the facts are there and the law is there. And I certainly think they are.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, David Schoen, we are so grateful to have you here this morning. Uh, former Trump attorney there on one of the big impeachment cases. Uh, we love you, David. Thank you for being here. And Thank you, us. David Schoen. I, I have a, a great relationship with your brother, and uh, I enjoy having him on my show all the time. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you, David. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.